Welcome back to the show. My name's Hisham Azuz, and today I'm joined by Matt from Vincere. Uh, me, and my, uh, me and Matt have met quite a few times, uh, to be fair, but more recently we've been seeing each other on the screen while he's been in uh, Vietnam and I'm, I'm in the UK. So uh, we wanted to have a bit of a conversation, didn't we, Matt? A bit about yeah. how you've ended up uh, back at Vincere, why uh, that's something you're super excited about. We want to talk a bit yeah. about your sort of uh, developed role now which is different compared to when you was there last time and most importantly we wanted to talk about some of the exciting things that are happening when it comes to the Vincere product because you're in this product role now so you are in the thick yeah. of giving what the customers want and I think you're doing a good job of this and letting people know about this on, on LinkedIn obviously sharing a bunch of things so we wanted to talk a bit about some of the the recent changes, the things that are top of mind for the product team yeah. and some of the exciting projects that you have going on uh, as well. So, Matt, why don't we why don't we start then with, like, how, how did you end up at Vincere in the first place? Because when I obviously knew you, when I first started working with Vincere, yeah. um, you was there in the customer success role. So yeah, yeah. How, how did you first end up at Vincere? Yeah, yeah, nice one. It was. Uh, I'll try and keep it in a nutshell because I can go on and on and on about this story. But it's a bit of a weird, a bit of a weird story. But so, been at Vincere now for about six years or so, and I actually started at Vincere in 2017. So I graduated university when I was 22 uh, in the UK. Moved to Vietnam to uh, to teach English, as you do when you've got a business degree. And then uh, absolutely sold down a path of that journey. Like I, I literally moved from from the UK to Vietnam to teach English, and it was just an absolute nightmare. Like I wasn't teaching English; I was literally singing Baby Shark to children. It, you know, <laughs> the Baby Shark that like, that went viral a few years ago. It was that, and it was just an absolute nightmare. Um, but that said, I loved Vietnam. I loved the culture, and I think at the time, I think I was like googling like expat jobs, Ho Chi Minh City, just trying to find you know a, like, a, like a tech type role. Um, had an interview with um, Eloise at the time back in 2017 and we just we just vibed we just connected we just got on like a house on fire and then uh, yeah the, the rest like without without sounding too kind of cheesy or cliche was, was history you know what five and a half years later we basically were, 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 were nobody we we basically built the business we were like 20 25 heads I say we obviously I was a very very small part of this but when I joined we were 25 heads or so just like based in Vietnam slash Singapore with this little tiny CRM that we were trying to basically take global and build build the Rec OS, um, and then yeah, five five years later, that's that's kind of what we did. And I think the the real takeaways for me is, you know, anyone that's listening to this now that's that's built a business or scale a business or, or building a business, as you know, right, Hisham, it's hard work. You know, it's blood, sweat, and tears. It's not an easy thing to do, and I think you have to be so passionate and you know, about your brand and, and out there on LinkedIn and, and pushing it. You know, we, as a business, made ourselves like in every single conversation in the, in the UK, in Australia, in, in APAC, we we're always in those deal conversations out of nowhere in four or five years. So, yeah, to be able to do that was uh, was, was pretty incredible. Yeah. But yeah, in a nutshell, that, a very small nutshell. <laughs> yeah. So how, how much, so you, how much time did you spend at Vietnam before you came to the UK? So I was here for about three years and then just before COVID. So basically a lot of, because our kind of growth market was was UK and Europe. A lot of us here were doing UK hours. We were working till like midnight every night. And I mean, what life is it for a 23-year-old, 24-year-old working till midnight every night? So I decided to move to London um, to kind of help scale the, the, the London operation. 
Then we had COVID, which was just, as we all know, which was great fun. Which, which to be fair, for in Cherry, that was our strongest period because, like, we were because we were born in the cloud, and we were obviously set up running remotely from Asia for for a long time with no presence in Australia, US, UK. We'd already had Zoom, we already had online training sessions, we already had this stuff. So for us, it was actually a huge opportunity to to grow when we scale massively during COVID. It was probably the busiest we've ever been, um, which obviously came with its own challenges. So why, what sort of why why did we find ourselves back in Vietnam then? I, like because I, I I said to you didn't I? I always do, I, I really do res, um, <clears throat> respect people that you know leave a company that spent a good amount of yeah. time uh, with and then go back just because I think you know we can we're all we can all find ourselves being concerned about what other people think yeah. what are people are going to be thinking. I'm going back to a company that I left. How's yeah. that going to be perceived? These things, yeah. but. I think, as we all know, when you're a company for a long time, not everyone, but I think we can all find ourselves thinking, like, what else would it be like yeah. at another company? Or, like, you have that itch, right? So, yeah. you know, you left, joined another company, you then come back, and I really re- respect yeah. that because then you're, like, you're back and you're like, right, I, I have explored other things. Yeah. You know, I can, I'm can. i going to be a lot more, uh, probably feel a lot more settled just cracking on and, yeah. and really committing yeah. myself back to this company so tell us a bit about obviously when you left you as head of customer success but you're now yeah. a senior product marketing manager so to tell us yes. about what what that means and what the difference is yeah so i think to, to kind of address the i guess the, the reason why i left is you know as mentioned you know the, the vincere journey was was five and a half years of, of really intense like what we managed to do as a business in, in that short amount of time took blood sweat and tears right and i think you know I was 22 when I joined. I just wanted to see what was out there. I just like wanted yeah. to, like, I'd learned so much. There were some really inspirational leaders here. Obviously everyone knows about Louise and Bernie and Andy and Lloyd. And, you know, as, as mentors, I learned a lot from them. And I almost, I didn't know anything else apart from Vincere. I almost I had those skills and thought, you know what, I want to, I want to see what the rec tech, you know, space is like now. Cause obviously, as you know, it's, there's all, there's always new tech out there. It's growing. It's, it's such a positive, positive space. Um, I think Vincere was such a, it was almost like a drug. Like it was, it was like a cult almost in the early years. It was like everybody here was like on the journey to build the, the Rec OS because nobody else was doing it in the market. There's a lot, a lot of obviously companies trying it now, but back then no one, no one was really trying it. So um, yeah, watch it was out there, have a look at the market. Obviously did that, went to a, as you know very well, well a fantastic company called Source Whale, which again, a, Fantastic, actually, a Vincere partner, fantastic platform, fantastic team. And I think a lot of the reason where that came from is it was actually Dougie. So obviously a lot a lot of people in the rec tech world know Dougie. And obviously I was in the close circles um, for a long time. And the fact that he was on a similar journey that I was on to Vincere, and then he went to Sourcewell, you know, we reached out and I was like, you know what, I, 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 I you know, I like the vision of Sourcewell I've got. I fancy that. That's, that's awesome. Um, and did that and had a fantastic year there. You know, the, the product they've got is, is incredible. The team was incredible. But I guess the second part to your question is why back to Vietnam and Vigere is anyone that knows me knows how Vinny I am, whether that's right or wrong, you know, but it's just like I'm so passionate about the Vincere cause and what Vincere is trying to do and has always tried to do. And in Vietnam as well. So there's two parts of this. There's Vincere, but there's Vincere in Vietnam. 
and the team out here and the workforce out here is is incredible. It's such a you, you wouldn't necessarily think it if anyone says to you oh, Vietnam, but particularly in Ho Chi Minh City, like the yeah the people out here, what you can learn from people, and, and yeah, it is incredible. And I miss that. You know, I was in London for for COVID years and a few years after that, and I was just a bit done with it. I was done with London. You know, it's kind of the same old. Whereas the opportunity you've got out in Vietnam is is incredible. So I decided to, you know, to, to move back to Vietnam. And then the Vinceri side, again, I'd not to say I'd done it because obviously you can still learn and there's lots of learning still to be done. But I'd kind of done the customer success side. Like I, you know, I helped build that team from, from scratch. We, did, we didn't have a CS team back in 2017. And, you know, I'd learned various skills along the way here. I'd learned various skills along the way at SourceWale. And I just found out what my passions were. And, you know, a lot of my passions are being visible, are enablement, are showing customers how good the platform is. And, you know, and more so enablement, I guess, than um, than customer success. So I wanted to come back in, in a way. I didn't want to just come back and do the exact same thing, right? Just another five years of the exact same role because, you know, I'd done that and I'd want to try something else. And I think the product's role is just particularly product marketing and product enablement is it's just perfect for me. Like it's everything I love. Like I love webinars. I love speaking to customers. I love getting customer feedback. Like I love shouting out on LinkedIn and, and just, you know, engaging with, with our customers, right. On, on how good the platform is. Um, I don't know if I'm rambling on, is it, are we going along the right, the right path here? No, no, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously the good thing about that, right. Is you can do all that. And then I assume you don't necessarily have to spend, uh, all the time as you would as a, on the customer success side, having as many uh, challenging conversations and navigating conversations with customers, right? You yeah. can just focus on yeah, giving yeah, more yeah. customers. Yeah, it's all want. the good stuff and none of the bad <laughs> stuff, basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. Nice. So, so what? Tell us a bit about like the core elements of your role now. Then, so yes. obviously you mentioned it there. So just just help us understand. So yeah, what what are like the the core pillars yeah. of your of your role now then? Yeah, yeah. So the role, it's quite an interesting role, really, in that it's it's kind of a hybrid role between, you know, it's, it's obviously a product role. I sit in the product team, um, but it's a hybrid between product, product marketing, product enablement, customer success, like there's all you know, marketing, marketing. So a lot of my role really is to make sure we're pushing out all the awesome things that Vincherry is doing. You know, we've had 172 uh new features added this year alone we've got a release in two weeks time we've got another one in three weeks time we're doing so much good stuff and we've got so many users now that it gets lost in the noise right 20 i think twenty-one thousand users last time i checked all around the world and truly all around the world um so i think a lot of what the where the opportunity is for vincere is to make sure customers know what we're doing for them you know listening to customer feedback we're building awesome features and making sure they're seeing roi it's very easy to just come in with your head down as, as a Pinchero user, do your job, you know, come in, do the same thing. But actually, we're building so many new features that will make them better recruiters, make them faster, make you know, better policy placements, better candidate pools, all of that really good stuff. So it's just about how can we get that in front of customers' eyes at, at scale. So not having necessarily one-to-one conversations with every single user, but through webinars and through things like product tours, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a second, and using social media to leverage that right like we can reach out to thousands of people in one post as a put you know because even emails now email outreach right who opens emails anymore we're just trying to find different ways to diversify that message to make sure that customers are seeing roi in the platform um so yeah it's kind of a hybrid role between between everything everything product but getting that 
into customers uh customers hands essentially just curious just curious and then we'll go into some of the things that uh the you, you guys are sort of proud of or what you're focusing on or the yeah. top priorities but how do you how do you balance like taking on because you guys have got almost have like your drivers around what you think the product should be yeah rather than always just giving what the customer wants if if that makes yeah. sense i feel like there's yeah. got to be a bit of a balance there right because you could always be running around in different directions if you you yeah. just take everything that all the different customers want and you try and create it. Yeah. I feel like there's yeah. got to be a bit of a balance of really seeing through like what is it that actually people want because sometimes people, I'm sure you might have experienced this or heard this, but sometimes I'm sure it happens where people are like, I really want this, you give it to them and then it's like, oh no, it's not actually, I don't know, it doesn't have as yeah. much of an impact as maybe you thought it would so yeah how have you found that i know you're still like in the first couple of months of this role but like yeah. is that something that you know the product team have to balance and you have to sort of cut through like what is it that people actually truly want rather than they're just saying that yeah. they want yeah 100 percent. no it's a really good point and it's every product team for every company globally has this discussion right everyone has yeah. this battle where you know obviously you have to follow your strategic roadmap and direction but you also have to listen to your customers because the ultimate your customers are the people paying paying your your salaries, right? You know they're the ones using the platform. So I think we've actually had a lot of really good discussions the, the past couple of weeks and months about this and, and how can we do both at the same time. And what we've what we've launched recently, we've got two things really. The first one is the the Vinny Loves You Sprint, which is the VLY Sprint, which you'll see us talking about all the time on LinkedIn and the Help Center and Inventory. And that essentially is. We have a, a Vincherry Ideas Board, which we, we're very public about. You know, we put we put post that online. Every customer, every twenty, you know, every single customer, twenty thousand of them can access that right after this the, 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 watching this podcast. Yeah, I'll, put, I'll put it in the show notes because I was having a look at that before this. Yeah, yeah, sweet. It's really good to be fair, and it's basically just all the ideas are in there. So we've basically split into ideas from customers. It's split into roadmap. It's split into what we're working on, and it's split into you know newly released features. And actually, that's kind of my remit now. So I'm triaging all those ideas. And there's a lot coming through, which is good. Keep it coming through. And what we essentially do there is we're looking at how we prioritize those features. So again, we can't build everything, right? We just cannot build every single feature for every single customer because we are a SaaS platform. We're an out-of-the-box SaaS platform where if one customer gets an update, everybody gets the update. You know, it's not a custom custom solution. So we'll look at things like business impacts. We'll look at prioritization. We'll look at noise. Are other customers wanting this as well? Will it benefit them? And we'll define what we what we think we should do and what we'd like to do. And maybe we can't do it straight away, but we think, yeah, that's a good idea. Add that to the backlog. We'll try and do it in six months. Mm. Anything we're unsure of, what we'll do is we'll post it on the product ideas board and we'll get customers to vote. So then we're like, look, we think it's a good idea. We're not really too sure if it will benefit all of our customers globally. Over to you guys as customers, let us know. And you can go in there, you can put like, you can vote critical, business impact, not critical, nice to have. You can kind of give us your ideas. And then that comes through to us every month, the product managers, we all have a we all have a four or five hour meeting. It's a very, very long meeting, but very productive, where we go through all the ideas and we basically decide what we're gonna do the next quarter the, you know, the next quarter. So that's kind of how we triage that. And again, We've got some really strong momentum there the past couple of months. Like the Vinny Love, I think we're building maybe three or four Vinny Love you features every month at the minute. And it's stuff that customers have been asking for for years, right? And obviously, because I've been at Vinjari a long time, I know, like, you know, I have that knowledge. Things like bulk update tasks, 
uh, you know, new tab fabricons, company talent, uh, company pools for, for your companies like BD lists, um, edit comments, all of that stuff that people want and want for a long time is we're now realizing that in the platform, um, which is awesome. So I quite like that idea because the whole idea is with the Vinny Loves You Sprint is you're, like you said, triaging what people really want and then yeah. you're committing to turning that around quickly because you're, yeah. obviously it's called Vinny Loves You Sprint. So like typically then you're working yeah. towards getting these things done in like a month on a month by month basis. Yeah, so it, basically for every, so we basically release them in it every three to four weeks, which is just incredible in itself. Like how we're how much we're plowing new 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 updates into the into the product is is incredible. Um, and we're trying to get yeah between two and four Vinny Loves You features, and again they're not massive game changers. Some of them might be add a new wildcard to an email template, or it might be you know can can we change this column around or add new columns to make it more intuitive and save clicks but then it might be a huge new feature like send job list to candidates which we released a couple of weeks ago so it's finding that balance because obviously it takes time right to build things like it's opened my eyes coming into a product role just how hard it is to build products like when i was in the kind of customer success world i was like how hard can it be let's just add that <laughs> but actually it's just like being on this side of the table now it's so difficult to do because you even though it looks easy you have to like build all the back-end tables again and architecture and it's like a three-form of job sometimes um so i don't envy the product team um you know building it as fast as they do but we are really trying to just get those you know vly features in there as quickly as we can um yeah but yeah we're not talking years we're talking so that, that's like time. the first way then how and then like how else are you how yeah. else are you yeah, so um, that's the first way. like just seeing through exactly what people what your customers want is there anything else that you you have to do yeah 100% so there's the VLY sprint which is kind of where we're gaining that feedback through the ideas board we then also just launched the VPP program there's a lot of V's going on here isn't there um, which is the Vinny product pioneers um, program and then that essentially is similar to the ideas board but it's a smaller customer base so that's where we've got we've invited maybe there's about 15 or 20 or so customers um, of all shapes and sizes, you know, in all different job, uh, not job types, sorry, um, recruitment types, perm, exec search, contract, temp, um, all around the world. And we've basically got them in like a community program. So that's kind of like uh, like our advisors, like our closest advisors, where we'll go through and we'll say, look, guys, we've got, we've got these five ideas here. They've all come from customers which do you think are going to have the most impact for your users and also the glo- you know the global customer base and can we show you some mockups and can we can you beta test for us and can you show us you know can you tell us how you think it should work just fo- focus groups right it's just market research which again was something we didn't really do that well because we were scaling so fast now we've got the time to actually take a step back let's build the correct things first time round not go and change and change and change um so again, a lot of our, you know, the VPP program is has been fantastic so far. So we've got, you know, like, you know, a bunch of our closest advisors. Uh, advisors, sorry, we'll change that probably quarterly and six monthly as well. So that isn't the set people forever. Like we'll give the opportunity for our customers to get involved and give us their ideas. And we've already seen just by having that the past six weeks or so, that's had such a big impact on what we're building because now we're building things that we're doing like the lighter features that all customers love. And, you know, we're getting really good feedback whenever we do releases now, super good feedback. And it's actually saving clicks and making it more intuitive. And that's just big down to that VPP program. 
So that's something we're really excited about. Um, and we're, we're going to, we're just looking at how we can scale it, right? Because, you know, it's, it's only got 15, 20 customers in it and we've obviously got 20,000 users, right? So it's how can we scale that and not make it too big that it just becomes noise again, that you don't know what you're doing because obviously we need to keep it controlled. Um, mm. But yeah, that's something that I'm really excited about because it's already having a, a huge impact. So talk to me about when we went through some of the things that, uh, that you're evolving from a yes. product perspective, things that you've already yeah. released. I think the heading that you pull it all under is creating efficiencies. Yeah. So is, is, is typically the things that you guys are always thinking about is like, yeah, how can you enable everyone that uses uh, Vinny just to be able to make it as, yeah, like as easy to do, yeah. save time, like, uh, I guess, like, just make the things that you do have to offer just more effective in terms of, uh, like, like you said, the job list and stuff like that, like the impact yeah. it has. Like, yeah. what, what are some of the the things that you feel like this this year that have been released that really demonstrate that it's you know it's around creating efficiencies and the things that you've uh, released that has really had an impact on efficiencies and and yeah. I don't know some of the some of the things that you guys have released that you know a lot of people have been like this. Like, I can't believe it's taken this long to get yeah, this. Like, yeah. this is great yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, 100%. There's, a, there's been a lot of that as well. I think <laughs> the strategy's kind of shifted in a way as well in that, you know, Vincheri as a platform, as an all-in-one Rec OS, has got so many features now. Like, there's so much in there, right? That's all you need to, to be a recruitment agency in 2023, 24. You just need one, one platform, Vincheri, essentially. And now we're trying to make it more intuitive, so like, like you mentioned, we're trying to create those efficiencies. We're trying to make it easier to use. We don't want it to be a platform that customers like to use. We want people to love to use it and shout about it to their friends, right? And it's it saves them time. It allows them to make better quality placements, find better quality candidates, et cetera, et cetera. You know, manage temps at scale with automated timesheets and bits like that. And a lot of what we've had to do there is add in, there's two parts to it. Speed is a big one. So there's certain parts of Vincieri that are on kind of older architecture and we've had to, we've had to refactor that, you know, we've had to put new architecture in there. We've had to rebuild backend tables. So it's, it's a lot of stuff you can't necessarily see, but you can feel it. You know, a lot of what we've been doing, probably 60%, 50, 60% is backend architecture upgrades. So it's faster. Like the new CRM, um, it is what we launched a couple of weeks ago or probably months ago now. Um, which is companies and contacts is brand new, completely redesigned, brand new user experience, super, super fast. It, it literally loads in seconds. We're going to be doing the same for candidates, companies and jobs. But again, that takes time. So what we're kind of doing is just releasing it stage by stage, releasing it out, getting customer feedback, tweaking it. It's not going to be perfect straight away. Tweaking it, getting the feedback, making it the best it can be, and then taking that and doing the rest of the rest of the entities. Um, so that was a huge one in terms of speed, but also things like bulk updating, you know, the ability to bulk update um, tags quickly in Vincere, not having to go one by one by one by one. Mm. The ability to edit comments, it isn't there yet, but it's coming very, very soon. Again, edit comments, but also an audit log. So it's not just someone edited the comment, everyone starts scrapping because no one knows what it was before. An audit log, so you can see exactly what was changed, when was changed you know, date and timestamp, super important for compliance, right? And we have a lot of companies, you know, in the heavy compliance industries on Vincere. Um, job leads, they were improving the way job leads work. Job leads is a, is a part of Vincere that customers love, really, really like it. But again, it's a bit, it's a bit clunky where it is. It's a bit hidden and you have to kind of know where to go to see it. We're putting it front and center in the jobs view, in the company's view, in the, in the contact view, 
So you could, as a recruiter, I can see, right, there's a lead just come in at Mercedes or Amazon, let's go and work in. Whereas now it's kind of hard to, it's kind of hard to find quickly. Um, marketplace partners is another one, giving people choice. You know, a, a lot of what the strategy's been the, the past couple of months is why have one email automation platform when you can give customers three or four? Why have one AI tool when you can give three or four? There's no one size fits all right for customers. Everyone's got different processes and different things they want and different budgets. So we're just giving the options now to, you know, you can do it in Vincere, you know, you can do it in a partner, you can do it in a different partner and just giving people the choice they want, which is what people were crying out for. So that's kind of what we're, what we're delivering on. Um, so what would be the, so like, much stuff I can, yeah. What, what, yeah. what would you say have been like the one or one, like the top one or two things that maybe been released or you've evolved that, I don't know, yeah. like most of the time you'll hear when you're getting customer feedback, these things that they'll just say, like, I'm so glad that it now has this ability. Yeah. yeah so I definitely think the send jobs to candidates is, is a big one, is a really big one. Because again, how that does that just... work exactly? If you can yeah, so basically you just find, yeah, you just find all the candidates you want to send it to. So you can send it to up to 100 candidates at a time. Um, and you basically choose the jobs and you're basically specking out jobs to candidates. So if you've got some jobs that would be good for your your talent pools. You basically spec the jobs out. The candidate then receives like a nicely branded, white labeled, obviously your logo and things like that, email. They click onto the candidate portal, fully mobile optimized, support six or seven languages. And then they can go through, they can view the jobs, they can view the documents, they can view, you know, the PDF files. Why should you work with company XXX, whoever it might be, XYZ. Um, and then they can basically approve or, or reject that job within their portal. So if they're, wow. you know, on the, on the bus going to, the, going to their current job and they hate it, they're basically going through this list. They're viewing all the jobs. They're saying approve, yeah, like the look of that. Or they're saying actually reject, you know, I want to work from home two days a week. I don't want to be in the office five days a week. That comes straight back to the recruiter in real time. And it basically just makes sure that, A, you're placing the candidates in the roles they're interested in because they've got all the information at hand on, on a nice, nicely branded portal. It's not getting lost in junk folders and emails. But also, B, it's fast. You know, as soon as you get a job in from the client, send it out to the candidate, see if they like the look of it or candidates, see if they like the look of it, get the candidate back in, send them, then they use the live list to send them over to the candidate so the camp, sorry, to the client, so the client's got the same type vibe where it's a personalized portal, view all the candidates in one place, and then place them. So um, obviously there's a lot more to it than that, but in its simplest time yeah, that's form. super smart, right? Like if you're working with a select few candidates at the moment, you might have them on an exclusive basis, and you said, look, give yeah. me you know, a time period. I'm going to um, basically just, you know, from what you said are really important to you, I'm going to send you over... The, the jobs and, and the companies that I think really fit that and you can just send uh, you know send that to them at, at scale yeah um, yeah that's 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 a great yeah, I'm not surprised that you're getting good feedback on that then yeah and again that one was customer feedback so that was really? that was that was all through the ideas board customer gave it to us in the ideas board we put it out there customers voted we did a few focus groups and then we, we went and built it and we've actually got a little update coming, I think, two weeks time where we're allowing just more configurability. So we've got V1, as it were, and now we're adding um, the ability to change what columns are visible because, you know, some of our clients want to show the company name, some of them don't. So again, we're just giving the choice and flexibility so that clients can decide how to use it for their particular candidate market. Because obviously there's no one size fits all in recruitment, right? Um, so we're just trying yeah. to give that choice. So what what are you what what elements are you with what you can say like what what are you excited about then going into the into next year what are some of like the the core million dollar questions that, 
<laughs> yeah, that you're, uh, you know, maybe even yeah. even really improving or yeah. adding new elements. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So there's 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 absolutely loads to be honest. So I'll pick maybe four or five. Mm-hmm. I think the main the main one for me is that refactoring is making the profiles load faster. So again, we're going to be completely. Recently, we launched the new quick add job. So when you quick add a job now, fully configurable. I.e., you can change what columns and fields are uh, you know are visible you can add custom fields there you can you can remove anything you don't need you can split up per job type i.e if you're on a temp desk quick adding a job to vincere right it's completely different if you're on a perm desk or an exec search desk which is awesome because it basically gives you that custom solution even though it's not a custom um platform right it's configurable it's out the box it's a SaaS solution so we'll be doing that for the rest of the quick ads so quick ad candidate quick ad company quicker contact where you'll basically can pick that per brand per job type the same for the candidate profile so again the candidate profile is it's quite slow at the minute just to be completely honest people like it loads too slow we're aware of that we're working on it and we're going to make it basically exactly the same as contacts so the new contacts architecture without getting too technical it's on like a it's on a new dev tape. actually i'm not i'm not technical enough for this so basically it's on a new <laughs> <Sorry>. architecture <laughs> um, and we're basically cloning that for candidates. So you'll be able to right. pin activities. You'll be able to, um, you know, you'll be able to open things up quickly. You'll be able to just view things quicker and easier in Vincere. Real-time email sync. Real-time email sync is coming for every client globally by the end of the year. That's something that customers have wanted for a long time. That will be live in the platform by 2024. So there's a lot of stuff like... I don't know how to describe it. Really. It's basically just, it's not necessarily new features. It's just making what we have it's making what so we have much better. better. Put down, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's and, always um, going to be new things, right? With these things like, you know, got to, Vincere and I got to where it's got to uh, by it having loads of things that people want. Like, yeah. you already have yeah. a lot of things that people want yeah. and why it's the solution they picked. But of course, there's yeah. going to be things that you can make better rather than it all yeah. being new things. Yeah, 100%. And that's it. Really. We've got, the other kind of part to this is we've this is the education piece. We've got twenty thousand users now that rely on Vincere every single day. We can't make big bank changes anymore that change an entire workflow because you then have to educate people that are trying to run a business, right? So it's how can we make it more intuitive, make these changes, make these updates for the customer base? Because we, you know, we're never going to stop that. We're never going to apologize for how many updates we do. That's kind of one of our USPs as a business, right? Is mm. you don't just buy Vincere and then that never changes in 10 years. We're constantly evolving and, and, and listening to customer feedback. But it's how can we just make it more intuitive? Um, one thing that Christy says, who's our product director, is, you know, when you're building a platform, developers can choose the easy way for them and the hard way for the customers or the hard way for them to build it and the easy way for the customers. And what we're trying to do now is make Vincere a platform that you don't really have to think about to use. You just, it's so intuitive that you can just use it without any training or any guides or help guides. That takes longer for our developers to build because you have to think about that that use case when you're building it. And it's from a technical perspective, it's much harder, but it's the trade-off is worth it. We'd rather wait a little bit longer to release something but then it's actually it's a fantastic user experience for the end you know for the end user when they when they log in on a monday morning so tell us a bit because i think i i thought it'd be uh interesting just tell us a bit about and then we'll get into the in-app product tours because that that sounds really interesting but you've got something on here if you're allowed to say but the the like company talent pools that that sounds interesting and probably something that 
people are going to be excited to use. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, 100%. So again, keep sound like a broken record, but straight from the DIY sprint, this is directly from customer feedback. One thing or two things in the chain that you can do really, really well is you can have talent pools, which are pools of talent, so pools of candidates that you can spec out to jobs, you can shortlist them, you can get the feedback, and you can market them. The same for contacts. So you've got distributionists, which essentially is your BD list for contacts. What we're missing is lists of companies. So obviously the way the market's changing now, obviously it's a lot about BD, it's a lot about winning new business, winning new jobs. You know, it's not really a candidate. Obviously we go through these shifts every few years in recruitment. It's not necessarily a candidate market now, it's a, it's a job market. So what we're adding in is company pools, which are essentially the exact same as talent pools or distributionists, but for companies. That will then allow our customers to group a list of companies in a folder and then decide what to do with them next. It might be things like ad chase, it might be, you know, campaign list, it might be marketing lists, it might be a companies that you know you have to give the vip service for things like that that's actually coming the 4th of jan 4th of january 2024 um, give or take a couple of days so that's that's currently in test i looked at that yesterday awesome awesome feature again such a simple feature big but big, big, big you know big impact it's it's small i say it's small it's quite it's quite it took a long time to build but you don't think about it oh it's not that big but actually as you're a customer using it huge impact and it will just create those efficiencies and those time savings. Because currently now, you can't really do it. And you have to, you'd have to have that list outside of Injeri or, or use kind of a convoluted approach to tag it up. Whereas from January, you'll be able to just have that talent pool or company pool ready to go. <clears throat> I do think there, like if I think some of the products that uh, we use as a business, it it really is great that you're turning real customers' ideas and feedbacks into yeah. the product because i think yeah like it should it is that will that will just feel great for the people that uh are asking for it like if they yeah. know it will just yeah. make their life a bit easier and then it's like oh shit they've actually made it that's yeah yeah that that so i think that's great that a lot of these things that you mentioned have actually been born out of customers feedback and i think that that's awesome that you're doing more and more of that so tell us about yeah. The in-app product tools. Why? Why are you excited about this? Then what, what's what's going on there? Yes, mate. This is my baby at the minute. This is. Uh, I can't wait to launch this. So, essentially, because Vincere is so big now, it's it's a very very big platform. There's obviously there's a there's a lot in it now, and we kind of have no. You know, we we have training uh, academies, we have webinars. You know, we have. You know, uh, we go and visit customers and we train them how to use it, but. If you're sat in a boardroom for four or five hours, you're not going to remember everything that someone's just taught you. You know, you, you just can't. Mm -hmm. The human brain can't take that much information in, in that amount of time. And what Product Tools allows us to do is create in-app training modules. So essentially, for every single, it's not there yet. It's still a very, very early, early stage project, but we're aiming to get it live kind of early next year. But essentially, what we're doing is we're building journeys or walkthroughs or tours, whatever you want to call them, for every part of Injera, i.e. if you want to add a candidate, that the, the, the AI tool will walk you through it, it will guide you through it, and it will tell you what to type, it will guide you where to where to do things, it'll stop and it will prevent you from going, you know, further unless you've done it. And what we're what we're doing is adding that for the more complex areas of Injury. So things like adding companies, contacts, you know, candidates, it's it's easy, it's very intuitive, it's easy to do. But maybe when you're getting into the back office, maybe like the pay and bill and the shift scheduler, or if you're you're sending contracts out to your clients or compliance workflows, obviously super important workflows, these tools will basically guide the user and prevent failure. 
it'll basically make sure that the user knows exactly what to do, why they need to do it, what it means for them. And it will, it will basically show them how to do it. It's like having a person sat there next to you in your office globally. And, and that kind of, that's what product tours can do. Um, there's also a lot of kind of analytical uh, tools as part of that that we can break down per customer. So for example, if we've got a particular user, let's say they're a hundred person business and they've got a problem at the moment with tech adoption, not just within Cherry, but their entire business. And they're struggling to get their users to, to buy into the tech. What we can then do is we can pin this down, uh, pinpoint this per customer, and we can say, hey, you know, 60% of your users are getting into advanced search and they're dropping off. And then we can actually build tours and guides dynamically based on where they're struggling. So next time they're in search and they hang around for five seconds, it will say, hey, Matt here from Vigere, do you want to help? And it will actually guide them to do it. So something I'm super excited about. Yeah, it's it's a huge project, but and we want to get it right. We don't want to rush it. But we should have some kind of proof of concepts for our VPPs early next year. So we'll get some feedback and we'll make sure that, you know, we, we, we let the customers know. Um, but yeah, nice. mate, it's going to be class. It's going to be so, so yeah, good. Yeah, no, that, that, sound, that sounds like a great help, right? Because yeah. I guess that just saves them having to rely on you guys to maybe make yeah. time to help them, support them, whatever. So if there's at least yeah. another helping hand within the product... Because sometimes yeah. you do just need to be shown, don't you, with these types of things? Sometimes you don't know what you don't know, right? You, you just yeah. you have no idea unless someone shows you. And I think there's two parts to it. There's Vincere onboarding for new customers, but there's also Vincere onboarding for you know recruitment companies that have got new starters. They can just enroll them on the new starter training. So they don't have to have the L&D department sit down for hours on end training them on Vincere. The bot essentially you can just do it can can go and train them so it's actually saving their you know our customers l and d time for all the new starters they've gotten from my side when we release new features like we're going to be all over this every new feature we release will have a product tool that will guide the user so you don't have to go and watch whatever you don't have to read out in your article you can just log in do the 30 second tour and then you're using the new feature so for us from a product team it just cuts that time to adoption um super super quickly yeah which is huge so let let's round this out then. What what are we yes. most, like this time next year? What what are we uh, going to be most excited about? What where would you like things to be? Like you're still going to be in Vietnam? Yeah. Like what's going yeah. on? Yeah, hundred percent. I'm going to be in Vietnam for the foreseeable, mate. I absolutely love this okay, country. Nice. I'm, uh, yeah. I mean, the the weather's great, the culture's great, food's great. Like, why would you not? Do you know what I mean? Like, why would you <laughs> ever want to leave this place? Um, so I think, yeah, 100%. I'm really excited about the future of Vincere. I genuinely really, really am. Like, if you're a Vincere customer and you've been with us for six months or six years, this is the most exciting time, you know. And I can say that because I've been, like, journey one, journey two. The product, the way the product is evolving and what we're adding and how we're listening to customer feedback is like nothing I've ever seen. And I haven't seen it in competitors yet. And people are obviously going to be catching up and adding new things. But I just think it's such an exciting time. And you know, we're not going to get it all right from day one. You know, we do need to learn and we need to get feedback and there will be changes we need to make. But I just think from a from a Vincere user perspective, it's so exciting. And I think for the team as well, like the team we've got here is incredible, hardworking, like the culture's awesome. We're going to be doing way more like customer events as well. So like inviting customers to partner with us, not just on the product side, but on the commercial side, you know, networking drinks. We've got like really awesome offices in Sydney, London, and obviously being part of the Actors Group, we've got offices globally and we have like training centers now and we have really slick ways to actually engage our customers. So there'll be loads more of that stuff over the coming months. Um, 
And yeah, I'm just excited about that, the way the product's going. It's just, uh, it's not finished yet in terms of, you know, the improvements we're doing and, you know, it's not going to happen overnight, but the roadmap is just incredible. It's just, like, you know, awesome. Um, so yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully customers are excited as, as I am. Yeah, for sure. No, we, we covered a lot, right? You yeah, get back to Vietnam, 100%. your role, what's involved, listen yeah. to customers, Vinny Love Sprints, yeah. the, the features, the things that are coming. So I think, yeah, what what an awesome journey that you're on. And obviously, yeah, super yeah. cool that you're now going to be part of this, you know, ne- next next chapter, which, which sounds really yeah. exciting. So, yeah. um, Matt, thanks so much for, for joining me on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, no worries. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for hosting.